Tones. As usual, we're your hosts, Cody and Jason. Hello. And today we're going to finish up something we started about a month ago. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a D&D campaign or anything like that, but our tier list. But anyway, before we get into our feature segment. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a few announcements. <laughs> wait, did you say a month or a year? Or wait, no, it's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the D&D campaign. I know. That's actually closer to five. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. It was. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was 2018. 2018, 20, yeah. It was 2018, it's, 2019. It was like. It's just been a short season. hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short hiatus. <laughs> five years. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was given an ultimatum. <laughs> Yes, and I understand, and especially with, <laughs> I know how much time and prep you did into that, I understand the ultimatum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus, he got kids, so. Yeah. Actually, is that how you can that. track how much time it is? You just go, how old is Liam? <laughs> <laughs> More or less. <laughs> no, it's been about three years, if I go based on that, because Liam was about a year at that point, the last oh, yeah. time we played, okay. and he's just turning four, so it's been three years, but still. Okay. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah. But yeah, I am onto announcements. <laughs> so yes, fantasy news. Yes. Actually, I go ahead. I was say actually it's just more pop culture news. <laughs> yeah, more pop culture, but it's fantasy related for the most part. Fantasy and sci fi. Yeah. I'm so for me I have four things. The first one is Shadow and Bone season two is coming out. Or mm -hmm. just came out. I'm I'm excited for that. I only saw part of the first season, but I heard really great things. I'm second one is in November. Dune Part Two comes out. I think it's November fourth, third or fourth. <laughs> I am, and I have been informed by some of my friends that I'm going to be kidnapped on that day to go see it. So I'm very excited. And then. <laughs> not you <laughs> oh yeah that's one thing a lot of people don't see they don't see my eye mimic on like uh, yeah it's not like it's me or anything <laughs> nope. uh, we're states away if i did that that'd be awesome <laughs> I, that'd be so impressive be my guest uh, then the next one is christopher paoloni came out with another new book or announced a new book he did a little countdown over the past week or so and revealed that the new book Murtaugh. Yeah, I know you pronounce it Murtag, but it's Murtaugh. And you're defying the author's pr pronunciation of it. <gasps> How dare I? How dare you? Sacrilege! But I'm pretty sure you got like a majority of people. I know. <laughs> you got the internet backing you. I should yeah. say. <laughs> I watched his announcement and I read the comments on it, and everyone was like, "It's Murtag! How dare you!" <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard, but right there with them, I've always read as Murtaugh. <laughs> probably because my mom's from a city called Murtaugh. Ah, that's probably why. So he got a little bit of a bias there. <laughs> yeah, I I know that. <laughs> I, and then the last thing is there is twenty one days from the time of recording, so about nineteen days, yep. eighteen nineteen days from the time of posting. Until the Dungeons and Dragons movie comes out. Mm -hmm. Yes. So excited. 
excited too. And I have a grand total of three things. Actually, one of them you told me, so I just wrote it down. <laughs> uh, so today being March 10th, a.k.a. Mario Day. So yep. we got the Mario tra- final trailer that's for Super Mario that's coming out next month. Uh, in the same vein, Super Mario World in California, I believe, is now open. If not, it's doing its like soft open where people can come in and specifically, but I do believe it is now open. And then we have Deadpool 3. Yes. That's the one I wrote down. So I'm just like, woo, Deadpool. Love Deadpool. I'm, I'm ready. Because we got right. Hugh Jackman in it for Wolverine. Yes. Anyone that hasn't seen the trailer, go watch it. It's hilarious. The announcement trailer. It's literally just the two of them talking and BSing, and it's really funny. I'm so excited. Honestly, I love the rivalry those two have. I know. Where they just like prank each other and do just random crap to each other, and I just love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell they're actually friends, and it's really funny. Like, uh, so there's one thing I've always noticed is I think I've even mentioned this before in the podcast, like within a friend group. You have to be able to give each other crap. You have to be able to insult each other in the best ways possible. <laughs> yes. So actually in South Park, the funny thing is uh, like they have Token, uh, who they're making fun of Token because he's rich. Uh-huh. And, and so he takes it very personally. He's like, oh, Token, no, we, we're not making fun of you because we don't like you. We're making fun of you because we do like you. It's just like, yeah, we got Kyle over here. We make fun of him for being a Jew. We got <laughs> Cart. <laughs> Carmen, who we make fun of for being fat. We also make fun of Carmen for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we also make fun of him for this and this and this and this. And then finally, Carmen's just like, just shut up, Kyle, you stinking. Because <laughs> and that's kind of the relationship we see with like Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman is they give each other crap left and right. So it's just funny. <laughs> it is. It's one of those times like, do they actually like each other? And the guys are like, yeah, they're best friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So great. Yeah. Yeah, lots of cool and great things coming out. Excited to go see them all. Yep, I'm excited too. Uh, this year. I think one other sci-fi announcement I remember is, I believe in June, uh, Warhammer is releasing 10th edition. So Nice. Usually with every edition, they, again, this is the interesting thing with like the Warhammer universe is they keep on expanding the story. Like there's a, a campaign that's been going on called the Octaris War. Where, yeah, crap hit the fan. I won't go into it. That's where we're not a Warhammer channel. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like every new edition is just like becomes a new focus. Uh, for ninth edition, it was Necrons. Necrons got a revamp. So when 10th edition comes out, everybody's like speculating, oh, who's it going to focus on this time? And so that's, if anything, that's where the speculation is. But that at least cover that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me of. Uh something i'm uh, regarding our patreon yeah uh, as soon as you said that, i was like oh crap i forgot to mention our patreon stuff <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact our patreon did not post <laughs> and so it's now posted so if anyone was, it was trying it is now currently posted <laughs> if anyone was tried we apologize it's now posted and we do have a stretch goal that we've been talking about Yes, we have a couple stretch goals in mind. Yes. Uh, so the first one is uh, actually depend. We I don't think we've discussed which one we're going to do first. I think I think the first one we should do would be like a live Warhammer game, but like yeah, a small I thought we we're going to do the five hundred one. That was like yeah, that's what we had talked about. Yeah, 
the other one we're thinking of that this is the bigger one is uh the rotating dm oh that's right so for the warhammer one we're just gonna uh live stream us playing warhammer 40k on tabletop simulator <laughs> meaning that he's gonna teach me how to play <laughs> and I'm going to be teaching you wrong because actually I was reading through. I forgot a couple rules when we were just doing just a test stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's an entire thing called armor penetration that I did not take into account. There's an entire psych around uh, and how psychic work. Yeah, no, there, there's so much. I'm like, oh, dude, as I'm reading through this, I'm like, oh, crap. I, I, I think I did stuff wrong. Because actually with your pistol, pistol can be shot at short range, at, at melee range. Oh, okay. So technically, you could shoot and slash with your chain sword, so you could have had two attacks. <laughs> well, now you tell me. I just found out today. Okay, <laughs> I was bored at work. Okay, <laughs> this is why I stick with D and D. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is where D and D is just. I'm going to say it's like, a, oh, what is it? Pseudo complicated, <laughs> whereas Warhammer is actually complicated. <laughs> it's complicated in its own way. <laughs> DD, like when you get into the combat, that's where it gets complicated. But guess what? You can do the entire campaign without really needing to go into combat. Whereas Warhammer, the entire thing is combat and it's got like 20 different layers. <laughs> uh, it's all fun. It, it's all fun. But anyway, we yes. got sidetracked. So that's going to be our first goal is a 500 point game. Whereas Cody, your army, I believe you're doing the Raven Guard and I'll be doing the Eldari. So, yep. So, space elves versus humans. <laughs> Very <laughs> sneaky humans. Right? Not, not just, okay, so, okay, I'll cover this real quick. So, the interesting thing with, like, all the Primarchs I've told you before is, like, each one of them have, like, a psychic ability. Yeah. With your, with the Raven Guard's Primarch, uh, Korax, his ability is to go unseen. Like, he's able okay. to just blend into a crowd. Although it's just super ironic because again the Raven Guard they're like yeah we sneaky boys but then they will jump you. <laughs> <laughs> they will I'll lie and wait in one position for five days to take one shot, <laughs> but they will not miss. They will take out their mark and then they will jump you with jump packs. It's just. And then I got the space elves where I I, I think that summarizes it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but they speedy they speedy. <laughs> Uh, and then the second stretch goal is we're going to put together a D&D one shot. We're going to get some other people involved, but me and Cody, we're going to, we're going to actually set a timer, a random timer. So like, it could be like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 30, so on and so forth. And when that timer goes off, we switch in being a DM. Yep. We'll rotate we're in and out. And... Yeah. We're going to share a character sheet, yes. but our character is going to have schizophrenia. So he's going to have one personality. <laughs> like, he's so gonna we're playing them. We have our own like set of things that we're doing with them yeah and actually what i think would be fun is like when the spells cast it turns different colors like that that could be one of the other things no that would be fun uh, anyway we'll figure so, it out but yeah so get those stretch goals <laughs> <laughs> so yeah subscribe to our patreon and again you get access to other stuff too like we have a lot of plans with this channel like personally i would love to be able to grow to the channel to the point where we can hire artists, we can do that kind of stuff, and then like we could do like art contests and just really bring this community out. Uh because again, we love fantasy, we love sci-fi, basically we love the nerd culture. So we just yeah. really want to like create a place for everybody to come and talk about it. Yeah. Um, hang out, chat, 
share stories. And when you share your stories with us, if you want, we share stories with everyone else. Mm -hmm. Of course, with permission and with permission, always permission. We don't want to, yes. we don't want to steal stuff. We don't want to do stuff without permission. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Like with like, if you want. Oh yeah. Permission as well as trying with to consent. With, with consent. consent. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think it brings us into what we're going to do for today. Um, yep. We're ready to dive back on it. Yes. Like we mentioned, uh, something we started about a month ago, and it is the tier list of different fantasy shows and movies that are mm -hmm. in sci-fi. Fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. Movies or TV shows yes. within that genre. And we just rank them uh, S through D? D. Yeah. Oh, S F. 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 F is the lowest. Okay. I am. But with that... I we did not go back and watch the last one and we might have missed some notes so if we repeat one we'll enjoy our second rating and see if it matches up to the first let us know in the comments was, yeah yeah let us know let us know <laughs> and there are some i'm like i don't think we hit it but we gotta hit it anyway if we, even if we hit it twice yep but should we start off with that one <laughs> sure let's start off with that one Let's start with Harry Potter. <laughs> I cannot believe we missed Harry Potter. Come on. Completely forgot we Harry call Potter. ourselves fancies. Well, act okay. You know what? We got Lord of the Rings. Okay. That, that's our makeup. <laughs> we were looking more at the high fantasy as opposed to like young adult novels and such. For the most part. Well, I was going to say, well, we did Less hit Aragon. That's technically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we forgot Harry Potter because we, we were did. going like, oh, yeah, it's got excuses. swords. We're good. <laughs> yep. I'm just making excuses for why we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got swords and guns. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Could you imagine um, Harry Potter with guns? <laughs> I'm there's up. the meme. There's the meme. <laughs> the master is giving Toby a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> that would put a cap in your <laughs> have you seen all the mods the mod that they did that for hogwarts legacy i have not what oh, i need to see this check it out it's hilarious they uh, literally modded the wands to be glocks that is just <laughs> oh that's perfect and someone did the skin mod so they were actually a house elf or dobby and so it's they did the full thing. That was so great. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> great. <laughs> There's some funny mods out there there for it already. Actually, no, imagine if Voldemort had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been over. It would have been no story. There would be no story, exactly. If he wasn't so heavily dependent on magic, he would have known to drop the baby out the second story window. I'm sorry, I know it's dark, but... Oh, it should have ended. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, just... okay, so real quick, because this will be another one we talk, get to talk about. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Mace Windu pointing at Chancellor Palpatine, and Anakin's coming in. It's like, no, you mustn't do it! And Mace Windu's like, look, let me break the code one time, and I'll give you one pass. And he's like, like could that be that I can actually now openly get married to, like, Center on them all alone. That's all these specific, but yes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love oh, it. <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter ranking. Okay, so. Again, we it's at least got to start in an A. <laughs> yes. 
And as we talk, it might go up, might go down. I'm thinking it might end up in the A plus to S minus category. I agree. So first, let's talk about the problems. What are your problems with Harry Potter? Uh, mostly, and again, it's the same problems when it comes to a lot of the books adapted to movies. It's yeah. never, again, as we said, it's never a one-to-one -one ratio. There's always stuff taken out, There's, but overall, it did pretty decent. There was just one joke I really wanted in Half-Blood Prince that was not in there. Which one? So it's when Harry and Ginny are dating. Okay. Uh, there's like rumors circling around and just talking, talking, talking. And so one of the rumors is that Harry has a tattoo. The dragon tattoo on his... They do reference that in I am the seventh book. Yeah, in the, the book seventh they movie. do. Yeah. Oh no, do they not in the movie? Not yeah, in your Rose has it. Uh... I'm pulling it up now. Okay, I'm pretty up. sure I, they say, I, I knew Ginny was lying about that tattoo. I think, um, meh. not sure if that was a book or movie because I could, I know it did happen in the book. Don't think it was the movie though. Not sure though, but go ahead, double check me. Because I think I know what scene you're thinking of is when they're all taking the polyjuice potion to, yeah. to Harry. Yeah. I, I don't think, again, I don't think it was in the movie. Nope, right there. I knew Ginny was lying about that tattoo. Okay, so he does say okay. It. Ah. okay. <laughs> a little Easter egg, a little Easter egg to it. Yes, because no, in in the sixth book, it's like it goes into a lot more detail. It does, just because it goes like okay, yeah. Apparently, there's rumors saying that you got like a dragon tattoo on your back, and like Ron, Hermione, they're all talking, just kind of shouting out, and then Harry's just like, "So what you tell them? I get." She's like, "Told you got a hippogriff." A lot more manlier. <laughs> and Ron's like, what's your tub I got? T told me you got like a squiggly puff. <laughs> like it was like a little... <laughs> like a right. Little... <laughs> Sorry for the team. <laughs> Sorry. Eh, yeah. You know what? We're entertainment before anything, so as long as this is entertaining. <laughs> no, but that was that was a really... Uh, I did really like that joke in the book as well. And I wish I... they did keep more of that in. Yeah, um, it's just because again, that's really what brings a lot of these characters to life. Yeah, but overall, I'm gonna say when it came to the book's accuracy to the film, they did average to above average, in my opinion. I agree until the last movie. Last movie, I think they did at least when it came to okay, until the final battle. Okay, that ending was bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, that ruined it for me. That's the no, only reason just, I cannot give it S tier. I say just the whole thing with freaking Harry snapping the wand at the end. When no, what he does, I believe he takes it back to Dumbledore. Yeah, so he fixes his own wand and then puts it back into the tomb. With a really dumb plan, to be fair. Oh, I, yeah. of, as long as I'm never defeated again, like I'm never defeated in combat, I, the wand will never pass on. And then goes on to become an aura. An aura. And, yeah, an aura. But, which, again, their entire job is to fight dark wizards. So he can never be disarmed. The rest of his life. It's just, I was like, that's a really dumb plan. But, <laughs> but no, like, again, it has to be. Because, yeah, in the book, he goes, like, after he repairs his wand with the Elder Wand, he takes the wand back to Dumbledore's tomb. Yes. And leaves it with him. Yeah, he does. But it was more the final battle, and uh, there were so many things with that. 
Although we did get good memes. <laughs> there were some great memes. That like, is very uh, true. Voldemort's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I so I'm gonna tell you my biggest pet peeve with the movie. Okay. That is a pun because it's not having peeves in it. <laughs> oh oh my gosh. I'm blanking on peas right now. The poltergeist? So specifically in the fifth movie. Okay. Throughout all of it. So Peeves is the one that plays pranks on everyone. The ghost that does all that. That's right. Okay. My favorite scene in all of Harry Potter in the books is where McGonagall whispers to Peeves that the chandelier uh, rotates the other direction. So he can play <laughs> pranks on and drop the chandelier on uh, Umbridge. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she deserves it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I the movies I would place as an A to A plus. Yeah, and I would say A plus S minus just because reason why I gave it the S minus is because this is going to still stand test of time. It's up there with like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars for its trademark for its ability to just stay. That's fair. It's timelessness. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. That's fair. So that's why I say it is in like lower S tier, but even still, uh, it's still fantastic. It's still going to stand the test of time. And so for me, that's why I give it into the S tier. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was one more funny thing. Oh, actually, no, I don't think they just, they do this in the books, but not so much in the movie. Uh, because actually I was talking to Megan, the, uh, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, telling her just like, oh yeah. You know, Harry's dad helped invented the Marauder's Map. Yeah. They really never go into the history of the Marauder's Map in the movie. No, they, they really don't. don't go into it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I sat down and explained just like, yeah, no, when you go through it, it's just like Patfoot, Prong, and Wormtail. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Moody, Patfoot, Prong, and Wormtail. Yeah. Those four were the creators of the Marauder's Map. It was like Patfoot was Sirius. Yep. Prong was James. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Moody is Lupin, Lupin, and Wormtail is Peter Pettigrew. Yep. And as I went through all that, because oh yeah, what sparked that conversation? Like, what's the difference between an animagus and a werewolf? <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And, and yeah, what led to that is okay. You remember seeing it? <laughs> yes. One of the questions like that won the game for us is like in Prisoner of Azkaban, what page did Snape tell the class in the Defense Against the Dark Arts to turn to? <laughs> 394. Bingo. Good. I'm not the only one that remembered. <laughs> because I said that to my family. They're like, how did you know? I was like, the dude says it like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. You just go, I have an eidetic memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he goes, turn to page 394. <laughs> like it's yeah. always now four yep. <laughs> that that made it stick out. <laughs> uh, so great. So anyway, that's why I give Harry Potter S tier. It's just because okay. it's going to stand to the test of time. I can live with that. Okay. Sure. Snape sucks. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, okay. I got. I got to say this. Uh, Mikey canceled for this. Do you know why Professor Snape? could never teach herbology why because he could never keep a lily alive (laughs) (laughs) it's bad but it's funny but it's true 
fantastic. So, anyway, Dean Kamen, let's. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Dean Kamen is, real quick. No. He's the inventor of the Segway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, let's, let's move on. Yep. Um, so the first one I'm going to suggest is The Mandalorian. So Okay. Uh, so it's going into the Star Wars, and we can talk about the rest of the Star Wars after this. But specifically mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I'm gonna give honestly. I'm gonna give it to B to kind of an A, like B plus. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same. It because, has its moments that shine. Yeah, it has a few moments where it's just like, oh, this is good, this is great. But then there, there's times they're just like they're kind of ruining Star Wars a bit. Okay, what do you mean by that? So. Again, I loved the end of the second season yes. where Mandalorian gives Grogu to Luke. Yeah. I loved that entire goodbye. It was emotional. It was heartfelt. It was just so good. Yes. And then they retcon it in Boba Fett. Yeah. That's where I'm just like, oh. at least. And again, for me, I just, I don't like the direction they're taking Luke. That is my biggest beef, is I do not like the direction they're taking with Luke. Okay. So, that's why for me, I'm just like, again, huge Star Wars fanboy here, but I, I gotta still bring it to a B, is because they're changing the core characters from, again, from what I knew, what I loved, and what, again, what I appreciated, because I love Luke being the hopeful farm boy. Yes. yes, he's been jaded, his dad's dead, like, whole nine yards, like, I get it. But that's what makes Luke such an amazing character is the fact that he's able to still be a good, hopeful farm boy through all this crap. Yeah. So what specifically about says that his ultimatum to Grogu? Exactly. The ultimatum is like, oh, you must choose to either be a Mandalorian or a Jedi. Did you hear his comment after all of it? After that? Uh, it's been months since I've seen it, but I know uh, part of it was because what was it? It was the attachment. That was the key part of it. Was was the attachment. So it wasn't actually that. Okay. He talks about how Grogu already knew everything. He already learned it all. And when he was with him, he was just helping him to remember. And he's already started that process. Mm-hmm. And Grogu already knows more than Luke. He said, mm-hmm. "I was helping him choose his path in life, as opposed to keeping him confined. It was letting him decide his path." Is he going to stay with us or is he going to stay with his dad and keep that attachment? Not that it was a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but he was helping him decide what's most important. Hmm. Was that in Boba Fett or is that now? That's in Boba Fett. Okay. I'll it's a conversation back. right after he has with uh, Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka? Okay. Yeah. That's a need, I need, might need to rewatch it. Some of that might be implied, but that's what I pulled away from the conversation. Because I more was taking it in the direction of just like he he needs to choose his path. I'm not going to force him to be a Jedi. He needs to choose what he wants to do. Yeah, that was the more connotation I was taking with it. Okay, but still, I just wasn't a fan. Just like you must choose between Jedi or Mandalorian. I was just like, dude, like there there aren't Mandalorian Jedi. Like I'm pretty sure we can go through the histories and find some. <laughs> I I know of one. <laughs> I know one, although that's fanfic technically. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. No, no it's not. 
I thought you were talking about your D&D character for a second. I know of two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I the original, the Darksaber. He was yeah. the first Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. I, but yeah. So I've been watching the new season of mm-hmm. Man- The Mandalorian. And yeah. it's been amazing. It's only been two episodes. But I, I am loving it. Okay. I'm going to wait till I get to the three one so I can binge it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I think it comes out tomorrow. I don't remember what days they come out. Okay. But, but Mandalorian, solid B. Uh, just because, again, I do like the overall style they're trying to go with. Like, I do like the, like, Wild Wild West kind of yeah. vibe they're trying to give. Yes. It just, and again, look, I know it's Star Wars, it's Disney. It just, again, feels slightly too campy. That's fair. I... Yeah. For me the biggest my biggest flaw with it is I know it's a TV TV series, but there's moments where it's a little too cheesy. I would agree. And that's where I have a hard time. I the biggest one, and I have a kind of a I kinda of love her cheesiness, is the mechanic. I Oh yeah. I love her character, but it's a little over-the-top cheesy to me, and sometimes I love her because of that. But I always yeah. cringe when I see her. Mm, okay, I can see that. I, favorite but, character, though? Bo-Katan. She is amazing. She's the Mandalorian, the actual oh, yeah. Mandalorian. She ran Mandalore for a while. Yeah. She shines a little bit more in Season 3. But, I, yeah. Yeah, is it sad that I'm not the biggest fan of her character? <laughs> I don't... So her actual character, what she's been through through the Clone Wars and all that, not my mm-hmm. favorite. Where she's at now, I like a lot. Okay, because to me, actually, oh yeah, okay. So th- this was my big beef in the end of like season two. Yeah. Because again, I know, I know, again, Disney's going through this entire girl power <laughs> phase, so to speak. Yeah. But the fact, like her and two others, were able to easily take down like Boba Fett and Jin Jindarn. Yeah. I was just like, really? Come on, Boba Fett. He's been around a lot longer. He should. He can hold his own, okay? <laughs> yeah. That that one was a little. Like, it was very much a yeah, girl power movement. I was just like, no. This is a dude who literally crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. Okay, you got nothing <laughs> on him. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't really take that one as girl power as much. It took it much more as these are older Mandalorians. These are. This is the actual Mandalorians coming in and fight. And you see all throughout the Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, with Sabine and all of them, mm-hmm. they just trash people. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I haven't watched really any of that. So for uh, me, I'm going on, my, for me, my Legends of Star Wars. Because again, in Legends, that's now like non-canon. Yeah. Boba Fett's freaking the leader. He is, oh, what is it called? Mandalore. Yeah, he's the Mandalore. Yeah. And he's dope. <laughs> like he, he takes crap from no one, and except for his daughter, he takes crap from his daughter. <laughs> yeah, and granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where legends, and then the can what's canon? What's canon now? I uh, is different. I'm. I would highly rec- recommend Rebels. I know. Like we watched. Uh, we started watching it a little. Yeah, bit, I think we did. I. Mm-hmm. I honestly would put Rebels by the end of it with the comp- the theme as a total as an a to s tier show okay 
Because, no, like, again, I've seen some clips from it that I'm like, oh, that is great. Like, I love how detailed they're going in with it. Especially, like, the Maul versus Obi-Wan Kenobi fight. Because I Best love... fight in all of Star Wars. I loved how the actor for Maul broke it down. Yeah. I love that interview so much. And I'm just like, you can see that subtlety. I love it when shows master that subtlety. Yep. And that's when I get, like, I get, I get strong values of that from Rebels. And again, I also love Rebels because they brought back my favorite villain. Thrawn. Thrawn, dude. He's amazing in Rebels. Dude, and I've listened to all of every audiobook related to him, even the new canon stuff. And he is still just that, mm, that master. And I love it. So he may be coming into, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. If anything, I'm more excited about that than anything in Star Wars is I want to see my boy Thrawn. For <laughs> me, awesome. I have only one person I want to cast for him, and that is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because looking at him as Khan in Star yeah. Trek, that's Thrawn. That is Thrawn to a T. Just mind, like, have him draw back on the anger, but mm-hmm. still have that looming calculated that he has in Sherlock. Yeah. Like, that is Thrawn. That is Thrawn. <laughs> that would be so amazing. I hope they get him to do it. If they do, I will die a happy man. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, man, I still, like, I go to his quotes, and they are just, because, okay, if Emperor Palpatine is two steps ahead, Thrawn is three. Yeah. And he's not a Force user. And I freaking love it. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's an amazing tactician. And he's an I, amazing general. Yeah, and he is. And the audiobooks that actually are canon, he has a grand total of six. <laughs> Three before he enters the Empire. It's his prequel. So nice. it's him during the Clone Wars where he meets and works with Anakin. Nice. Like, and it shows kind of what he does within the Chiss Ascendancy. It is just so good. Oh, I bet. I love Thrawn. He's just so great and i really think you'll enjoy how he gets i uh, how they beat him in rebels because mm-hmm. he i don't think he's dead i don't think anyone thinks he's dead i uh, and i'm pretty sure they're bringing back but the way they beat him is heavy cost a very heavy cost oh, yeah. I, I think you'll really enjoy what happens if you haven't already seen it I haven't seen it. It's been one of those things like I'm just waiting until like I'm gonna get all the info out there first and then see how it all transpires. Okay. So Mandalorian season three has already referenced Rebels once. I'm dope. Which is when they're in hyperspeed, they see the whales. So the whales are how they developed the hyperspeed lanes and developed Mm. hyperspeed. Is they've seen these whales go and they just naturally do it. Okay. And um, so that's another part of Rebels throughout the entire series, uh, for the most part. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, like Grogu seeing the whales? Yeah. Okay. So he sees I... them through the slipstream. That's cool. So, nice little reference. I thought it was really cool. And I think that's going to tie into it all. But, yeah. But yeah. So, I'm, but yeah. We've I'm, covered Mandalorians. We've cover, yeah. covered Rebels. Okay, let's now do yes. the... Uh, the OG, the prequels, and the sequels. Okay, OG A to S. Okay, like yeah. Sorry, staple. We don't even really need to discuss it. If you've no. seen it, you know A yeah. to S. 
Yes. I, I'm going to say S because it's going to still stand the test of time. Yes. It's S. Prequels. I'm going to do it this way. When they first came out, C. Over time and with the uh, the Clone Wars, B. <laughs> B to A. <laughs> so I'm going to add one more thing into there. Okay. What could have been. Have you seen the, ori- the original duel for Palpatine against the Masters? No, I have not. Have you seen the original duel against Dooku with Anakin for episode three? I th- actually, I think I heard, like listened to the novelization of it. So a guy animated both. It's not the best animation, but I don't know where it is, like, so I can't link it. Can't link um, but try and find them. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. They had so much more to it. And especially, so episode three, I kind of want to put on its own. Mm-hmm. I, episodes episode... one and two, I definitely agree with B tier. Yeah. Three, though. S. S. By S. Far. Like, that episode three carries the entire trilogy. It does. There's things I love about Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I am. Their Maul is the highlight of Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the Phantom Menace. I don't care what anyone says. I know it's supposed to be Palpatine, but it is. He is the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then episode three, S tier, amazing perfection. Just because, even just story wise, it's just so well. Yeah, it's just oh. like I remember a, as a kid in theaters watching it, going. Oh, just going holy cow like dude okay i i was that big nerd star wars kid growing up i was too i I went and saw that for my birthday oh because it came out the day before gotcha like i I remember having the little toy lights where you went (laughs) got like a customizable one like (laughs) dude us at disneyland (laughs) disney world sorry disney world (laughs) World, yeah (laughs) that was so much fun that was a blast but yeah. Oh, man. All right, you ready for this? So, prequel D. Sequels. Sequels. Sorry, sorry, sequels, sequels. D. C to D. Yeah. They were pretty bad. The like, one thing I have to say is at the end of the first one, mm-hmm. it definitely finally felt like Star Wars. I felt like it was all leading up back to Star Wars. And so I had so much hope for the second one. And if they had kept with the same director for all three, instead of trying to do three and then switching back, it would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. I, to this day, believe, was it Ryan Johnson who directed the second one? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. He yeah, I fully I... believe that he hates Star Wars and wanted to destroy it. Me too. It's like this. End of episode seven, I was like, that we we're on the edge of greatness like this could be the restart and revamp of star wars of just yeah. absolutely amazing god tier level yeah and then we got last jedi yeah so bad it was so bad like all the way up till that point like okay like force awakens i give it a c c to b okay yeah c being average like okay I say c. like yeah C for average Star Wars. If it had, if the rest of the series had done good, it would have gone up. Correct. 
but because where they took the rest of it, it just was let down. The entire thing was let down. It was just like, as we got into episode eight, everything we were anticipating, everything we were wanting to happen, got chucked out the window, just like Luke tossed that lightsaber. There was a hand. Did you see the hand? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, and Alec were memeing like none other during that time. Like, there was a hand that with that. Where is the hand? <laughs> Just like every single question we had got disregarded and Last Jedi just just butchered it. Like the only reason why I'm not giving it an F is because Force Awakens at least re-sparked that Star Wars interest. It did. And it did introduce some really cool characters Mm -hmm. that had a lot of potential. I the biggest one, they did I Finn so dirty. They set they him up and threw him to the side. They did that with Finn. They did that with Poe. Less so with Poe. Less so with Poe. But Finn. Finn got but, done dirty. Yeah. So Poe, I kind of feel like they had him be a kind of a symbol of the old times. And then showed why he's no longer good. So they did him dirty, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and and then Ray Ray was just a dumpster fire. Yes, I will say this: there was a really cool moment in the very last one in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. At the very end, the last battle where they bring everyone in and just you're not all done. So, and yeah, like they had a couple of cool moments. Okay, yeah, that was one did. of them. And for me, the other real cool moment was when it was all the Jedi coming through to Ray. That was really cool. Like that was cool. Like again, the again within all these, there might be a cool moment here or there. Yes. I just wanted to talk about some of the things I did like before we give the whole entire series the D tier. Yep. <laughs> Those moments down. are the reason why it's not. Yeah, it's because uh, they did have a couple cool moments. They had a couple cool concepts that just really did not land. Yeah. Because for me, like, the biggest one I loved, like, this was my theory, and I really wanted to stick with it, was that Rey was a child of the Force, like Anakin. Oh, okay. That was the idea I wanted. That is the idea I loved. So that way, we didn't have to do, oh, it's it's all about the Skywalkers. It's all about the Skywalkers. This way, it would have been a good, clean transition. That would have been. That would have been. But instead, like, oh, no, she's a Palpatine. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, see, the one I... team's back? We had Snoke! <laughs> I know, that that was another one that just kind of threw Snoke out. And I understand that it was a, like, failed clone, essentially. But it still just, I don't know, it just was... It didn't make sense. It wasn't clear how they did everything. And it just fell on its face. I The theory I liked the best... I going into the series, um, or after the first uh, first one, was that Ray was the son of I, um, Sabine son. and Ezra. Son, daughter, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I had to give you crap. <laughs> I was thinking of multiple generations, so I was thinking of Obi Wan, <laughs> and then I was thinking because Sabine or Sabine, I um, was theorized to be the actually Stop. was the child of I. Um, Obi-Wan and of Obi-Wan and Satine raised in secret as a Ren instead of as mm-hmm. a Satine's kid. 
I am. And I love that theory. And so it just carries on through there. So she's actually a Kenobi. And I was like, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think the child of the force is better for the transition away and do all that. But going into it, that was my favorite theory. Yeah. Like, again, I heard the Obi-Wan Kenobi theory, like, was granddaughter, stuff like that. But yeah. for me, I just, like, always felt like it, daughter of the Force, that yeah. would have set better. Yeah. Because even going with, like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to switch to, like, if they were trying to really push a feminine agenda, that way she has zero ties. She can start the legacy on her own. Yeah. And that way we get a a small part of it from kind of like the prequels and sequels where it's always like, okay, this is the chosen one. This is the chosen one yeah. that was designated by the force. Yeah. And that, that really could have been Ray's entire thing is she was a child of the force like Anakin. But that would have been the smart way to do it. That would have been the smart way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's stop kicking that dead horse. I am. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm just Star Trek. We talked about Star Trek a minute for a second. Yep, just for a minute. I am. So we'll break this one into a few different categories as well. I am going to start with the originals, the original series. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Okay, so Star Trek with William Shatner, right? Yes. This is where I've seen very little of it, so I feel like my opinion does not carry much weight here. But for what it was, like, solid B, solid B to A. Yeah, but again, this is where again I'm com- coming from a '90s kid who again I didn't I didn't grow up on the original Star Trek. I grew up on the Next Generation. Okay. Like I saw more Next Generation with uh, Picard, not okay. Kirk. So okay. that's where for me I've seen a little bit of Picard, not Picard, a little bit of uh, Kirk mm-hmm. uh, from Shatner. So that's where I'm just like it, it was a good solid. Like I know what it stood for, and even still, some of the clips I've seen, Kirk was still pretty solid. Yeah. But so that's why I'm like, I have to give it like a B because this is where I don't know enough to really give it an A, but I know it was at least good above yeah. average. It was definitely above average, especially for the time. I am oh, yeah. really great concepts. One of the things I love is so many of the concepts from that are from actual science. Mm-hmm. They didn't just make it up willy nilly like Star Wars does. <laughs> it's true concepts and how things could actually work yeah and actually i love oh so i watched a tiktok one day and just like one guy was explaining why he loves star trek Mm -hmm. because we see stuff like okay we see like warhammer 40k we see dune we see all these like sci-fi dystopian societies that are like oh yeah this is how humans got went wrong yeah star trek is this is what could happen if we work together it's the positive ending it's the good ending Compared to everything else is the bad ending. Yeah. So if anything, that's why I have an, a strong appreciation for Star Trek is because it really does go into the science on how it could actually work. How can war travel work? And mm-hmm. it's more about exploring the galaxy rather than conquering it. <laughs> yes. I definitely agree with that. I give it a high A, A plus, honestly. I haven't mm-hmm. seen all of it, of the originals. I and just haven't had the opportunity. So I, you know, I can't say it's S tier because I haven't seen enough, mm-hmm. but I still really enjoyed it. And I definitely put it up as a high A to mm-hmm. A plus. Yeah. I say for me, Next Generation is what I mostly grew up on and I loved Next Generation. Yeah. Because, sorry for me, oh, Patrick Stewart, man. He's so great. 
Patrick Stewart as again, come on, Picard as a cap. Sorry, Picard is my captain. Like Kirk, Kirk is cool, especially as I seen like in the Star Trek movies. But Picard, Picard is a man. <laughs> Picard is really cool. He's a great captain. He is a fantastic captain. So, what would you rank at? Uh, Next generation, that one I gotta give A to S. Like, okay, just because I love Picard. Like yeah. Picard is fantastic. Uh, I again, I don't remember like any of the episodes in, like in great detail. Yeah, but I love kind of the character arc. And actually, I was watching this on a podcast with Sanderson that he does with the, oh, his friend David. Yeah, and they were talking about it was just like it's fun to see Kirk's progression because not Kirk Picard's cards because we see. Uh, actually, you can even kind of relate this a little bit with Kirk too. Uh, we see them overcome their personal struggles. Like yeah. for the big one with Picard was the Borgs. Yeah. Him overcoming kind of that uh, uh, prejudice, the prejudice against the Borgs. As you get on, he still has a little bit of that resentment where you see him still hesitant to work with any of like the Borgs or androids. But you see his character develop as he goes through it. And I love that. Yes. So. Yeah. So my favorite captain is actually Pike. Okay. He's the one that was he I was Captain Enterprise before Kirk. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um so I don't remember if he was in the original. I don't think he was. Um or if he was, he wasn't a main in it. But especially from the newer ones, this is where I've seen most is the newer stuff. I was really introduced to Star Trek with the movies. I uh, mm-hmm. the Chris Pine movies. Uh, before that, I only really watched Star Wars. I just didn't have that much interest in Star Trek. I, uh, but those movies, I especially the first one, the second one was really great, and the third one was still great. Not at, it kind of fell off a little bit for me. I, mm-hmm. uh, but those ones, I definitely would put as a high A to S tier. Say the movies, I again, I gotta give, I gotta give it like A to S for just special effects. Amazing. Oh, specifically S to the music choice. Yes. The music music. choice in those movies. Oh man, I could listen to it all day. I actually started watching them again. (laughs) It's what I put my youngest son to sleep to. It's what Hunter falls asleep to is watching those because he finds them boring. (laughs) Yeah. But I love it. Like honestly, because again, okay, the third Into Dark is it the, Into is the Darkness third one? is the third one, yeah. Was not the biggest fan of that one, <laughs> but I love the sabotage scene. Yes, that is just oh, every single time I still see that, like the hairs on my arm stand on end. I get chills every single time. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. So I, I, I'll give the Star Trek movies like the new ones a yeah. like an A, a solid okay. A. Works for me. I am. So, have you seen any of the newest stuff, like Discovery or Picard? Or I've seen a bit of Picard, and I do like kind of. They went a more darker direction with Picard. Yeah, which is is interesting. I've yeah. seen a good chunk of it. Where it's like, oh, was it? Is it the Klingon? Not the Klingon. Yeah, it is the Klingon, the Klingon War. Uh, Klingon War, where again they're like now samurais. Like, he brings on, like, a samurai-esque Klingon. Oh, okay. Like, I, I thought that was just cool. Just because, yeah. you know, me and Japanese culture. <laughs> yes. I was like, they got a samurai Klingon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. 
Uh, so I haven't seen Picard yet. I was watching Discovery for a little while, and then I really want to see Strange New World. Uh, Strange New Worlds. That one looks good. But Discovery... Discovery is weird as fuck. I I, th- like, I think sorry. I've heard that. I think I've heard that. <laughs> I just I just can't get over one theme, and there's a ran- semi random sex scene between a human and a Klingon, and it is weird. <laughs> I just and I didn't expect it at the time because, like I said, I this is the show that I put my kids to sleep to, well, my youngest to sleep to. Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was in there. And so all of a sudden, it shows like Cleon, like naked woman. I'm just like, whoop, don't look. He's like, and eh, cover the eyes, kiddos. Uh, so no, those aren't moms. <laughs> those are not moms. And no, that is not real. And that is weird. It was just so weird. I, there's some other things that are really cool in it. There were some really interesting things, but it's just weird. I stopped watching. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Oh, my mind for a second went the total recall. Oh man. <laughs> the three. three. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My mind just went there for a quick second. You're good. Fun fact, that's a real woman. <laughs> that's not CGI. That's an actual girl and in both movies. It's the same girl. I Okay. And that's kind of a theme brought over. Yeah. Alright, so we're as we're still I thought of one more that we can yes. do because oh my god, this is basically Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek. So I got one more that is a star category. Okay. Stargate. Oh, SG One or Atlantis? What's your? Yo, preference? We'll do both. We'll do both. Uh, what's your? SG- what's your preference? Personally, I love. I I started SG One. Like SG One okay. was where I was at. I actually remember one Saturday just watch because yeah, I was just watching it on Sci Fi where it was just a marathon day of just yeah. all SG One, and I, I that's actually one of the first shows me and my dad hit it off with. He showed it to me. I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I think I yeah. personally I'm more of an SG one fan. Atlantis is still awesome. Like it's sorry, Jason Momoa. Love Jason Momoa, okay? <laughs> and he and he did fantastic. Oh, yeah. But for me, my, my heart belongs to SG one. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I like Atlantis better myself. Mm-hmm. I really loved Atlantis. I they're just such a cool concept and it's carried over to so many different things that I do. So like with space engineers. I uh, right now we're essentially building Atlantis. I uh, okay, our own version of it. I uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's we're just having a ton of fun. But it's because of this that I I really fell in love with these different sci-fi things. I just remember my brother would always watch it. I uh, and so I was just like, "What is this?" So I sat down and watched it with them. I was like, this is so cool. It's so good, and I just love how it's it is sci-fi with mythology. Yeah. Like SG one was very heavy Egyptian, yes. like Egyptian mythology where it, it's the pyramids, the whole, whole nine yards. Yeah. And Atlantis, it, it again, sorry, it's it's Atlantis. <laughs> it is exactly. What <laughs> uh, do you remember that TikTok sound? I um, where there's like you know girls say that guys only want one thing, but what we really want is to find the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like girls think guys only want one thing, but the one thing we really want to, to do is find the lost city of Atlantis, <laughs> and they just begin yeah. running off like grabbing a hat. Uh. Yes, it's so true. 
<laughs> oh man! All Is right. Like, I'm uh, trying to remember. I think that I think they have found Atlantis now, but I'm not. So sure. there's a really great theory. I'm and I really enjoyed the videos on this. I've heard rebuttals, but not for this most recent one. We've talked about this. I think we did do this one last time because I'm having significant deja vu. But I am. There's I the Eye of the Sahara. There's these rings that basically it matches up pretty perfectly with what it is. I am. Someone had debunked it before, but there's been new stuff that came back, and it's looking like it could be where Atlantis was, if Atlantis was real at all. Dope. So, I recommend looking at the videos. See, like, look it up. See the rebuttals. If there's anyone rebutting it, I am. One of the other things it does point out, which is really cool, is that you can see the massive flood lines for the water going across the uh, Saharan Desert. Ah. And it looks like it came from the Mediterranean out to sea, okay. out that way. So it was, it was probably like an asteroid or something that hit the Mediterranean and caused a huge, uh, huge tsunami to cross the entire continent, uh, okay. or northern portion of the continent. And so it's just there's some really cool things about it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would rank Stargate both of them together probably in B tier. Uh, I, I was gonna say A, a. <laughs> like A to B, okay. for me, just because, because I'm trying to remember. Give it like, an a, uh, minus. a minus, A minus, <laughs> It's still an A. It's still an A. Kind of feel... <laughs> it, it's kind a ninety percent. It's a ninety percent. <laughs> still classified as an A. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we have time for one more. <laughs> yes. So I did the last one. So this one is now yours. Sorry, I'm just texting my wife real quick. She's at work and just asked if I'm busy, so I'm just seeing what I'm just making sure she's okay. You just say, "Yep, I'm with my husband." <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, true, true. I answered. forgot. Yeah, true. I forgot you're cheating on me. <laughs> it is okay. an open marriage. <laughs> just because it is open doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> um, okay, so the one I'm gonna go to is one that I really love, and it's Babylon AD. Yeah, that that was a solid one, although it was a little weird for me. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, it was definitely a little weird, but it has this kind of niche place in my heart that I just love it. I think the concept of it is really cool. It is the dystopian future type one. I, it's but, it, it's like a cleaner version of cyberpunk. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, also came out before cyberpunk. Mm, cyber again, twenty seventy seven. Yes, <laughs> it was a tabletop RPG in the eighties. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, okay. Because it because the original title title was Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Oh. That's cool. So that's why they released it in 2020. Yeah. Let's go back to the roots, but they made it 20. Actually, no, it came out in the 70s because it was the whole 50 years ahead idea. Nice. So. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. (laughs) I'm happy to be proven wrong. (laughs) But yeah, so I personally would put Babylon AD as a B tier. 
it is yeah. weird it, but it has its some really cool things the ending was kind of weird i um, but the concepts in it the technology of that map i want that map i mean i know technically we have that map on our phones now but being able to have the physicalized version of that would be so cool of like you fold out the map and everything oh i love that yeah I, like it has a lot of cool concepts a lot of cool ideas just i don't think i was the biggest fan of the whole oh we re-genetically engineered eve yeah that entire thing i was just like what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah like that that's where i was like okay this is getting weird for me <laughs> but again the technology a lot of that kind of ideas that was kind of cool that yeah cool. and it was and that's what i was really enjoying with from it was this is a sci-fi universe that you can actually see happen mm -hmm. uh, this isn't a not too distant future type thing until we get to the eve thing <laughs> well yes uh, I mean, and no. okay technically yes because freak they are again i don't trust it but they're figuring out like you can cloning sheep and they're doing all these other things that it genetically modifying and if there's no restrictions which we have restrictions now but get rid of those of course someone's going to try and do that it, it's <laughs> it's the human centipede kind of thing there, there's reason why we don't do things just because yes. we can do it does not mean we should exactly uh, but that's a moral thing that we can talk about and that gets yeah. brought up because of it mm-hmm so that's my last one. <laughs> I, I have more, but oh, dude, oh my gosh! See, here, first time we went, we like we knocked out so many. We just went down the list, down the list. This one, we like focused in on like the like, the very popular ones, like Harry Potter, Star Wars. But yep. actually, again, one I just think there's one. I'll mention one final cool thing with Star Wars, specifically the Mandalorian. Yes. I like what they've done with technology. Yes. Because, again, in the prequels, like, we have the green screens and blue screens. Like, yeah. I just, like, I love Star Wars when you're looking at special effects. Because mm -hmm. you kind of see the evolution with the time. And with the Mandalorian, it's state-of-the-art. Instead of these massive, like, green screens, it's basically a big, giant TV instead. Yeah. That they're projecting for the backgrounds. Because then it's a lot easier for people to edit. They can go into the background. Because actually what it does, it's unreal. They're doing Unreal Engine onto these screens. Oh, cool. So yeah, so that way it's the actors can actually see what's shooting at them instead. Yeah. And then the lighting with it, the lighting stays accurate, stays consistent to where it actually looks like they're on location. Nice. So that's it's right. just, and that's just one thing I love Star Wars is, again, you see the evolution from original uh, you mm -hmm. see them using puppets. They're using all these like miniature sets. They have everything just designed. Yeah. Uh, and I think they were starting. And then, yeah, they began using like Dolby Atmos kind of stuff. Then mm -hmm. we get to the prequels where it's green screens, blue screens, but uh, yes. that kind of special effects. And then we're getting to where we're at now, where it's a mixture of real special effects, like from the originals with the special effects from the prequels. Yeah. So, if anything, that's just like the one cool thing I love looking at with Star Wars. <laughs> it has been really cool. I right, one thing I will say with the new Mandalorian series, so they go to Mandalore, which is shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Yeah, it's um, in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, and you see one of the cities that was bombed, and oh man, I it looks so good. The city looks terrible, but it's so well done. Um, mm. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's so terrible, but good job on special effects department. 
Yes. I so I'm going to put one last thing. I'm not. We don't have to talk about it. I but this is a challenge for any someone in the comments. I there is a on t- it'll be on YouTube only a series called the Raid series. It's linked to a game called Escape from Tarkov, one that I personally love. I do count it as the sci-fi genre because it is a futuristic, not as a more military type thing. But the series is extremely well done. Mm -hmm. If anyone has seen it, I want to see your opinions on what the Raid series, what you would rank the Raid series. All right. Sounds good. Guess right now we'll put a bookmark into this discussion and we will try to finish our tier list as a slowly grows again. <laughs> yes. Alright, so, <laughs> right, so we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.